Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I am so glad you're here. I wanted to do an episode today about separation anxiety because as school is starting, maybe your routines are shifting, maybe... It's business as usual, you have little ones in daycare, or for whatever reason, you just are struggling with separation anxiety. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that separation anxiety is normal. Every child goes through separation anxiety, or that's a part of development. And I want to share an example with you that I heard in my hand-in-hand training, and that is there was this um, girl, she had been with caregivers when her parents, you know, weren't with her that she felt totally comfortable with. She never had, like, experienced that typical separation anxiety of not wanting the parent to go throughout her childhood and she went off to college and she had a really hard time and it turns out it was because she was finally I think she went to another state so her parents weren't even nearby and so she was really actually experiencing this separation anxiety that she never went through when it's typically occurring in childhood she was going through it now because her circumstances and situation were triggering that Um, emotion and that difficulty. So I just want to let you know that it is common. It is normal. Generally, all kids go through this in the younger years, but it could be lasting. Maybe your child is a little bit older and you're still experiencing this difficulty. And so I want to give you some tips for how to help your child through it because it's not something that we need to take away, right? Um, Separation anxiety is a feeling that your child is having, a fear maybe. And so it's not something that we have to feel like we have to take away. It's just something that is good to help support our child through. Um, So the first thing would be to prepare your child ahead of time as much as possible. So if it's separation anxiety around school, maybe that means touring the school, meeting the teacher, talking about your routines, If you have a littler one who's maybe not going to school, maybe it's daycare or um, maybe you have like a nanny that comes to your home and then you leave, talking about what that looks like and reminding your child of that routine and what it's going to be like. So for example, if it's a new routine, you know, starting to talk about that more than the night before so that your child has an opportunity to be processing it and talking about it and asking questions if they're able to. Um, But if it's a regular routine that is still challenging, reminding them, you know, at night before you're going to bed or before you start the routine, what's going to happen or even the morning of about the order of business so that they have an opportunity to 
really process that and be reminded of it so that they know what's coming next because oftentimes we think that kids should just know because that's what happens every day but if they're feeling stressed because they know that you will be leaving they often then aren't able to fully think through all the other things about it so just preparing them ahead of time whatever that might look like based on your situation and your child's age number two and this one is very 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 important (laughs) so listen carefully do not sneak away i know in working with lots of parents that it feels easier in the moment to sneak off like if you're dropping your child off at school or daycare and they start playing with a child and you're like okay here's my opportunity or maybe you're going out you know date night or i don't know you have somewhere to go and you have a babysitter coming over or a grandparent or whoever and you kind of sneak to the other room and then sneak out the door i strongly want to discourage this because this is actually going to create more separation anxiety because when your child looks up to find you because when our kids are playing they look to us when they look up to find you and they don't know where you are now going forward they're not going to know next time when they look up if you're going to be there or not so you're creating this hypersensitivity this increased separation anxiety because they just don't know when you're going to be there or not so never sneak away i know it feels easier in the moment because you don't have to maybe deal with the crying but you're actually perseverating and exacerbating this issue so always tell your child you will be leaving and just expect the tears and maybe they won't happen and there you go but it's much better that they know you're leaving because this is going to help in the long run. Number three is to be confident in your choice. So if that means the school that you're dropping your child off at, if that means the daycare or the person that's watching your child, be confident. Because if you're wavering in like, oh, should we drop them off? Oh, I don't know about this. Your child is going to feel that and sense that and they're going to have the same feelings. So when my oldest, who's five and a half now, he was... Um, in a Montessori school for a little while, we ended up having to take him out for um, skin issues that we just couldn't figure out what was occurring in the environment. But anyways, um, I would, it's almost like I was more, um, like I didn't really want to separate from him. I knew this was a great school for him. I knew that he was doing lots of great things. He was getting attention. Like it was just a really great place and I really loved it. But at the same time, I really wanted him to be with me. I mean, I was, we weren't at home, but we were home or we were at my parents together taking care of my grandparents. So we were together. Um, But now he had started this school and so we were separated more and I was having feelings of I wasn't really sure if this was the right decision or not. And I would ask him frequently, oh, did you like school today? Or do you want to go back? And I feel like, you know, looking back at that experience, I think a lot of it, I wasn't being very confident in my decision, so therefore he wasn't sure about it, and it didn't really help to ask him every day if he liked school and if he wanted to go back, and so I just started to, when I would drop him off in the morning, 
you know, give him a hug and do the, the whole routine, but be confident. This is a great place for him. I have selected this place and I know that he is safe and well cared for and you have a great day, you know? Um, and then the last thing, so we talked about how separation anxiety is a normal part of child development, but it's still something that needs to be processed through. So like I mentioned, the story of the um, girl who went to college, she still needed to process through separation anxiety. So we still need to work through it, um, whether we do it when we're one or seven or 10 or 18, you know, whatever age that is, we still need to process through that. And that looks like allowing your child to have the feelings when they come and supporting them through it in um, a process called state listening. So one of the questions that was most common that I got is, what can a caregiver do to help the separation anxiety when you leave your child with another person? And that would be exactly the stay listening principle. So oftentimes what happens is we bring our child and drop them off and, you know, they might cry and then maybe we check in or we have the teacher or the daycare provider or whoever it is let us know how our child did, or maybe at the end of the day during pickup or something, and they pretty much always say, you know, she cried for a couple minutes and then she was totally fine. And I think that's to be an encouragement. Like, she came in and participated and it was okay. Um, But the truth of the matter is that kids stop crying for two reasons. They've processed what they need to process or two, they've recognized that this is not the safe place to process it and therefore they shut it down. And oftentimes, you know, depending on the situation, the environment, how many kids, the style of caretaking, um, it's most often shut down because especially, you know, if you're in a classroom and you have one teacher and 20 some students or a daycare with lots of kids, there's maybe not an opportunity, even if that provider knew how to do some of these listening strategies or connection strategies, they might not have the same opportunity that we do when we're one-on-one or even one-on-two or one-on-three. And so what I would really suggest, if possible, is to, um, one, Make sure you're telling your child when you're leaving. And then number two, having that caregiver, if it's possible, sit and listen through it. Don't try to have them, oh, let's go look at this toy over here. Or, oh, let's look, they're playing that over there. That is distracting the child away from those feelings, but it doesn't make the feelings go away. And it's not going to make the separation easier, you know, in in the next days to come. So what you really want to do is let your child sit in that feeling with the caregiver. And this will have to be obviously a conversation with the caregiver that you're dropping off with to see if it's possible. But in best case scenario, you would ask them to not distract your child away from being upset and to sit with them and let them know that you see that it's really hard when mommy or daddy has to leave. I'm right here with you. It's okay to be upset. I'm listening. And kind of just go through that. And you don't need to say a lot, but just recognizing and acknowledging their feelings um, and that it's hard. And then just that you're listening and allowing the space for them to have the feelings. And I did this for kids um, in my daycare. 
And it was really interesting because it started out as um, there wasn't a whole lot. And then as the child learned that emotions were okay in this space and that they were safe, more tears started to come. She would sit on my lap and I would say, it's okay to cry. I'm listening. I know it's sad when your mom has to leave. And she would cry, get it out, and then she'd move on and play. So it um, just really practicing the art of listening and supporting the child through the feelings of separating and how hard that is. And just having that empathy and understanding that this is a challenging for a child to leave, you know, their safe person or um, their mom or dad or whoever it might be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like where they're going. It just means that's a hard thing for them in that moment. So the next time that you have to separate and you know that it's going to be challenging or your child is showing signs that they do not want to separate, prepare them, do not sneak away, and be confident. And then if the caregiver can, allow for that listening. If the caregiver can't or won't, or doesn't really understand how to do it, then just recognize that later on that night or at another time, your child is going to need to process those feelings of separation from you. And so all you need to do is once they, if they start crying about something, allow the tears to come and sit with them. It might start out from you didn't cut their sandwich the right way, but really it's those deep feelings of that separation anxiety that they're concerned about. Um, I am also going to put a um, a link to a site I found that has like 20 different ways that you can play through separation anxiety because that can ease some of these feelings and process separation anxiety, the fear around it through laughter. And, you know, sometimes that's easier for parents, maybe for one person or the other, if it's harder to sit and listen through the crying. I do think both are necessary and good. So don't don't neglect the crying part. That's really important too, but just some other extra things that you can add into your routine. Games like hide and seek because you're separating for a brief period um, can be fun for kids and can help some of that processing a little bit too. So check the show notes for that link. And if you are really struggling with separation anxiety and you've tried all these things, if you are experiencing a lot of aggression in your home, impulsiveness that's leading to throwing or spitting or just blatant disobedience and defiance, if you are feeling like your home is a chaotic mess or there's not really peace because you're running around trying to get all the things done in a quick amount of time because you have schedules to attend to, and your child is just really having a difficult time and you're feeling like all you're doing is rushing them around, yelling, punishing, or giving consequences, trying to bribe them, just trying to do all these different things that aren't showing consistent results, then I want you to know that there is another way and it is these connection strategies. I have found such great transformation even when the days don't go easy. Even when I lose my patience, these connection strategies give me a deeper understanding of my child, where they're coming from, and how I can help support them. Not to shove the emotions and the feelings away, but to help my child process through them and recover from them and heal from them so that we can move forward with more peace and joy in the day. 
So if that's something you're needing right now, I would love for you to head over to the Behavior Blueprint one-on-one coaching and just look at the details and see if it's something that might be a good fit for you. If you're not really sure, I do offer free discovery calls where you can get some of your questions answered and see if it matches what you're needing Um, because obviously I want to make sure it's a good fit for you and also for me and so that's a great way to do that. So I'll also put that link in the show notes in case that is something that might be of interest to you and I will add the stay listening episode in case you don't fully know what that is or understand or you want some more depth into that topic so you can listen to that episode as well. I hope that this has been encouragement and um, a blessing as we start the school year, or maybe you already have, we haven't here, um, and just giving you some more confidence in how to help your child through some of these big feelings. I will talk with you next week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.